Hey guys, before we get started with the episode, I have two announcements I want to make. Number one is I'll be doing a live podcast at Techstars Startup Week Detroit on June 21st. I'll be interviewing my friend Ferris, uh, the founder of My Swim Pro. Uh, it's going to be kind of the same format that I usually am with the podcast, uh, but it'll be live. We'll be going over you know his entrepreneurial journey um, and different tips and tricks for uh, people there. Uh, the second announcement is I have released the Jibs Journal. So the Jibs Journal is a bi-weekly, maybe monthly newsletter that will be sent out every week that kind of cover the uh, tips and tricks that the entrepreneurs go over in the podcasts, um, some of their best practices, announcements that are coming up, uh, exciting things that are going on or just things that I'm thinking about. Uh, I really want to make this uh, journal useful for people that are subscribed to it so if you have any feedback on the journal that's uh, that you feel like you, you want to give uh, please send me that feedback and if you want to sign up for the journal um, that will also be in the description it's just about getting up and doing it and like you know finding the time finding the people and making it happen you take control and you say okay this needs to be done and you do it and you're never ready to start a business <laughs> just either you either do or you don't Welcome to the Jibs Podcast, showcasing Detroit's movers and shakers, bringing you stories that reveal the gusto and grit that's long defined the city and its people. Together, we'll uncover the history and direction of the Motor City, one voice at a time. This is the Jibs Podcast with Jabron Ahmed. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 20 of the Jibs Podcast. I'm here with Brian Lindsay, the co founder of Handlebar Detroit. How are What's you, up? man? Doing good. Doing good. Yeah. It's a beautiful day. Yeah. It's a super beautiful day. Yeah. And I'm excited because we're actually on one of the, what do you call these? Uh, pedal pub is the term that, um, well, actually, the Dutch writing up here is um, Hetfiets Cafe. Yeah. So the bikes are from Amsterdam. Um, that was where they were invented. Um, and so it's, Het means the, Fiets is a bicycle, and Cafe is a pub. So it's the bicycle pub. So we call it the pedal pub in the U.S. But the literal translation is uh, the bike pub, bicycle pub. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so why don't you just tell me a little bit about yourself and about how, what this, uh, what this is? Yeah. I mean, um, you know, from like a, I guess my brother and I started the handlebar. Really, you know, we're corporate America guys. We're both engineers, mechanical engineers. I'm in the auto industry. Steven is in the um, aerospace, was in the aerospace industry with Rolls-Royce. Um, and, you know, we just talked, like our parents are entrepreneurs. And so we always joked like, well, what should we do? What should we start? And what invention should we come up with? And then, you know, you never really, never really went anywhere. It's kind of like just a, like a drunken thought. And then to be like, oh, someone's already doing that or something like that. Well, this, was, um, you know, my brother saw one in Milwaukee, and uh, you know, this is seven years ago, saw one in Milwaukee, texted me a picture of it, and was like, we're doing this. And I was like, dude, next weekend, I went to Milwaukee, and it was like, dude, I'm definitely in to do that. So, um, long story short, it took us like four months, write a business plan, how, who's gonna do what, how it's gonna work. Um, but honestly, man, it was just like a side hustle. You know, we just thought like, we'll get a bike, and it'll be kind of a fun thing to do outside of work. Um, and now it's like gotten ridiculous. It's like a real business and stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, which is a good a good problem to have, you know. But um, yeah, it's been it's been a wild ride. So how many how many years ago did you start? So this is our seventh year. Uh, yep, we started. So we're both from Michigan. Uh, my parents actually grew up in Detroit. Uh, my dad was actually a Detroit cop. My grandpa's a Detroit cop. Uh, but they moved out of the city 
Um, and then, you know, went to school and stuff like that. Um, my brother moved to Indy, Indianapolis. That's where we started. Um, so anyways, we're Michigan boys, Detroit guys, Detroit family, but we started in Indy because it was legal. Um, Indianapolis, a lot of people don't know, but you can just, you can just drink on the street, um, wide open. So we were like, you don't have to go through any legal tape. It's obviously legal in, in Indy, let's do it. So we started there and then, you know, call it our true love maybe would be Detroit. And then working with the government and stuff, we're able to approve it. And then we started in here as well. Yeah. yeah. So actually kind of talk about that process. Was that really difficult to get that approved? Oh, it was, yeah, it was, we had no idea what it was going to be like, man. It was, I mean, so Indy was like the kind of like the good old boys, like, well, it's legal to drink on the street. This is awesome. This is pretty cool. Um, we didn't really go through city council or anything. It was pretty laid back. Detroit, we knew was going to be a little more difficult, um, but it's just a bigger government in Detroit. You know, there's a lot of people that we were a little bit, say, overwhelmed. You know what I mean? We went through the mayor's office. We went through these different venues, and it was like, oh shoot, there's a lot of people that need to agree before it can get approved. So it was, it was. I'm glad to have it behind us. You know what I mean? Um, but everybody's everybody's been great. Um, the city was more like, you know, what are, what are they concerned about? Let's eliminate. Let's uh, you know, let's cover those concerns, and then we can roll. But they we just had to go through more red tape. Um, you know, in Detroit than, than other cities. So. Um, have you found, I mean, to me, this seems like a really unique thing in the city that if people haven't been here, then they're gonna, they're gonna do the handlebar, you know? I hope so, uh, yeah. Yeah, and that's, yeah. that's kind of like, like when people are coming out from out of town, usually they'll be like, oh, I know this sweet thing, we should, do, we should yeah. check this thing out. Yeah, I mean, so we, it depends, it depends how you look at us. I mean, some people look at us as just like a pub on wheels, which is true. Um, but almost everybody gets some aspect of like, you know, seeing the city. Um, you know, when you're in a car, for example, you're driving like, you know, 20, even just 25 miles an hour, you're not looking, man. You're just like cruising through the city. You're getting to where you got to go. Um, well, on this, you're going five miles an hour. You're not really steering it. So you're constantly kind of doing this type of stuff. Um, you know, we take people to places that I wouldn't say they would feel uncomfortable otherwise, but like what we hear a lot is, um, I come down for Tigers game. I go to uh, this bar and I park my car at this garage. I go into the game, I come back out of the game, eh, you know, I, I just pretty much get out of town. Um, and so it's weird to us, but it's like people don't know about Town Pump. They never really been to Checker Bar. I mean, some of these staple bars that you think, like, oh, well, if you've been to Detroit, you definitely know those bars. Um, but they don't, you know. And the other thing is, it's like there's just new stuff happening. And so people are excited to get down here and check it out, you know. Um, yeah, what's going on downtown? I don't know, but they get on here and they get to they get to see snippets, and then after the tour, they can go check it out if they want to, type thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's the tour aspect of it. It's not in the front of people's minds when they book the tour, but like it's definitely a thing. You def definitely get to see the, the city and stuff, so which is cool. Yeah, I think that's really cool. Uh, so let, let's kind of like switch over to kind of uh, like your entrepreneurial side of it. Yeah. Um, what? I mean, we already talked about the like the legal, like challenge that you had. But what other kind of challenges were you facing uh, when you started this thing? Uh, you know, okay. So some business plans, people have like thought through them. Like, what is this going to be like when it get, becomes big? For me and my brother, we just had we thought. I'm not going to say we didn't think about it, but we it was a more like a dream. When we started, it was just like, okay, who's going to do what? All right, we don't have a booking software. People just email us when they want to book a tour. I mean, that's a nightmare. That was ridiculous. So you can't sustain that. So 
growing, like making systems, you know, automating things. And um, also like, um, you know, one of the big things was just between me and my brother, who's doing what? Because we didn't really hash that out when we started. We thought we did. But there's just, uh, you know, as the company grows, there's so many more tasks. And so because, I don't know, say engineers, but because we're like kind of detail guys, um, one of the hardest things is farming something out or giving up control to have someone help you with something. You know what I mean? Because it's your baby. I don't want to give up that part of the business, to, but it's just too much. So that was really difficult um, for us. Like, okay, should we have somebody helping us with phones? You know, I think we probably should, but I, I want to be able to talk to the customer. You know, so that type of thing was really hard. And we've given some of that up, um, and we're still, it's just really, about, honestly, about hiring good people. And that's something that we just, it's, it's so obvious to me now, is you hire good people and trust them to do a good job. And that goes with our drivers or anybody. Yeah. Um, I don't know if, that, if that, I'm going on a tangent a little bit, but. That no, I think, that's, I think that's great. Yeah, that, that's like a huge, huge thing for us was just how do you grow the right way? Uh, so what kind of, I guess if somebody wants to start like their own business or their side hustle or whatever, or like even move from their side hustle to a full-time type of deal, right? like what kind of advice would you give somebody like that? Um, okay, so first of all, like if you really want to do something outside of your job, do it. Because regret is terrible. Like the older you get, I think the more you have regret about things. Like. Guys in my office will come up, especially like one guy in particular, he's my, <laughs> my general manager, but he's like, he'll be like, hey man, when are we going to do that thing? It's like, so people have these ideas in their head, but then you get to a certain age and you're like, well, it's probably not going to happen. Because by the way, you, you're married to whatever you choose to do, you're married to it. Like, there's no way to hide. Um, I'm, not, I'm not trying to make it like too, uh, too serious, but like, there's no HR department, there's no marketing department, there's no, there's no maintenance department. I fix things, I do all the marketing, I do all, you know what I mean? It's like, you're in there, man. If a fire happens, you have to be a part of it. So knowing that, if you, then I would do it. Um, but also I'd say don't jump in like, don't just jump in without like talking to other entrepreneurs and thinking about it. Make sure you have your, you've thought through what you're gonna do. Uh, but to me, man, regret's, regret's huge. Like, you know? <laughs> Don't, don't in 10 years look back and go, I should have done that, you know? Honestly, like when we were in Indy, um, and this thing was just new even across the, uh, the United States, so many people would tell us, to me and my brother, I saw this like three years ago in Europe. I'm so glad you guys brought it to, um, to Indianapolis. And we're like, I'm so glad you didn't. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Because there's a million ideas out there that, um, you know, people just aren't, they're not thinking, should I do it? Like, here's one, um, one of our drivers, well, a good buddy too, um, he was in Japan for a year, and um, he's like, this is kind of weird, but he's like, bidets? Yeah. They're, they're like legit, like that's like a real thing. It's nice to have a bidet. Yeah. But why aren't they here? So he started a bidet business, and he has a bidet business that he sells these things um, across the country now. And it's just a side hustle, it's all automated, and he's got his next thing. But that's an example of like, Somebody who, you know, I should maybe do this. Look into it, do it. You know, don't, don't later think, ah, I should have done that, you know, so. It's true. I think a lot of people have, like, a, something that keeps them from, like, moving over that hurdle. Or, barrier for entry. Yeah, yeah. Bar yeah, well, barrier for entry, but then also, like, they don't want to move out of that comfort zone of having that full-time job. Yeah. So can you talk about, you know, obviously you have a job, so how are yeah. you balancing these two things? And 
how'd you become efficient at being good at both? Um, I, first of all, I wouldn't say that I'm good at balancing things because I have a wife and a daughter, which my wife's awesome, and she's basically the reason why I have like been able to do it. Um, but I'm also, I also went from five days a week at Toyota, because I'm an engineer there, to three days. So my, the guys at work are like pumped about handlebar, at least they tell me they are. And so they're like, all right, let's, you know, let's make a position so that we can sort of let you still do handlebar. Because they've done it and they like it. So, but, you know, eventually you gotta, you got to decide, right? What, but I've been kind of lucky in that, um, yeah. let me step back. Honestly, one of the coolest things, it's all cloud-based now. Like 20 years ago, you couldn't run a company and do a desk job. You just, no, no way, period. Nowadays, like I have my laptop, you know, and it's got everything I need on it. It's all on the internet. So if I need to, I mean, I was like 30 minutes early for a meeting um, yesterday, and I knocked out like some of my payroll stuff because it's just right there. I got 30 minutes, do, you know, move on to the next thing. We have, so that, that type of thing is just crazy nowadays how you can run a business. I mean, you can't really run this one 100%, but you can do a lot of it from your laptop on an on-demand basis when you have time, you know? That, um, I think that brings up a good point. There's a lot of things that, people can start companies now because so many processes are like automated, like yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, so for you, what are some of those tools or softwares or apps that you like to use that have helped you grow this? Yeah, we're always, I mean, just yesterday I had a call with a company. It's like we're always doing doing things to automate and try to be more efficient. Like that's like how I'm wired. Remember our wired is like always looking for that type of thing. Um, I will say I have a secret admirer. Um, it's the competition. And he likes to copy everything I do. So I don't want to, and not, not in a, I don't want to make it like a bad way, but I don't want to like say like, this is the app I use for this. Cause then it's like, the day after I put something on social media, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying that in a, necessarily a bad way but that's the reason I don't want to just give up what we're doing um, but the fact is like you got to stay on top of that stuff um, and I'll tell you this I'll tell you this <laughs> good do an episode yeah you're good, you're good? <laughs> I'll tell you this like um, you know pedal pub the pedal pub we have like a group of us that talk between cities so like some cities are still doing you using like paper schedules you know or whatever, and it's like, guys, you gotta, because you, you can't grow quick if you don't do that. Um, you could hire people, but then you're putting yourself out there for, you're spending money that you don't necessarily need to have to do it. So anyway, the efficiency stuff is also just to grow the company quicker, you know? Um, but yeah, it's, that's definitely a huge, huge thing, is keeping your, keeping your ears open to figure out, hey, this company, I noticed they're doing this. We should, why are we not doing that? Okay, let's look into it. All right, we're, now we're doing it. Um, it's not, you don't necessarily have to look in just your industry. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, just traveling and keeping your ears open. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, important question. Yeah. What is so special about Detroit to you? Um, I don't know. I, I don't want to say anything like cliche, you know what I mean? Um, I think that like my brother and I, because like our family grew up down here, I, we're we're proud that like people have. I mean, we've had people tell us that we're the reason they come downtown. You know, Tigers way more than Handlebar probably, but people actually come down to do the Handlebar, and then they stay and they see other stuff. 
that's crazy to me. Um, you know, like on, a, on an average week, we're doing like 2,000 people a week come down here and do the handlebar. And like, you know, 80 something percent probably, just a guess, they're, they're going to check some other thing out while they're down here, get in a hotel, and they tell us about it, you know? Um, and so that doesn't like directly answer your question, but um, that's one cool thing that we get out of it is like, we're like a tool for to like show people how cool the city is. Because yeah. uh, you, know, you know how it is, you live down here. There's misconceptions about, you know, well, what, what's it really like? I saw that it was rated the worst city for whatever. And it's like, come down here, you know? And this is, just, this is a, way, a way for people to like, you know, feel comfortable and we'll show them cool spots versus just like park your car and walk around because that can be kind of intimidating. You know what I mean? Or like, if, you know, cause like I kind of mentioned this, but we're like a tailgate on wheels too. People, people book us before a Tigers game. So if you're coming down here, don't just go to your normal spot, do this. You get to see the whole city and then go to the game, you know? Um, but that's, that's like, it's something cool for us is just to have people you know, use our, us as a vehicle to see what's happening. Yeah. yeah. Um, what are you excited about that Handlebar has coming up in a year, five years, ten years? Um, man, that's a good question. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I can tell you dreams I have for what the Handlebar will be or that type of thing, um, but nothing that I probably would want to share. Um, mostly I'm excited about, like, you know, being a part of all the stuff happening. Like, look what's going on behind us right now. Like, there's going to be a billion-dollar skyscraper right there. That's ridiculous. And then they just announced today there's going to be a billion-dollar skyscraper, like, literally on the other side of this building. So it's like, stuff like that's cool. And um, that, in like, District Detroit, you know, even though they've announced it's the district, but it's still 50 square blocks of nothing going, you know, not, not much going on. And it's going to be in, like, a year, you know? So being, being able to be a part of those, because we're, we're lucky. We're not like a brick and mortar that, you know, well, we're, we're over in this corner. We get to, when something new's happened, we go. Like, that's where we get to go. So, um, you know, when the district opens up, when, this, when these skyscrapers go up, we're, you know, we're linked in with Bedrock. So we can do, we can, I guess we can do events. We can do cool things with anybody downtown. So when something cool happens, it's really easy to be a part of it. You know what I mean? Um, which is a unique we're a very unique business in that way yeah. you know we can just say hey guys we should partner up let's do some tours before your event it's like okay cool yeah. so which is that 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 part's exciting you know knowing that we have potential to be a part of that yeah for sure. um well cool for people listening or watching yeah. where can they find you where can they book one of these if they want yeah so handlebardetroit.com um, it's obviously a play on words, handlebar from a bicycle, and then bar like go drink at. But handlebardetroit.com, um, our whole calendar is online, so you can just like toggle around and see what's what dates are open and available. Um, we just added two new bikes last Saturday, uh, and it's been crazy. But there's two are still open, um, so you know get in there and get in there and uh, and book them before they get snatched up. Yeah. Well, cool, brother. I, uh, I appreciate you being on the show. Yeah. For sure. And uh, for everybody listening and watching, stay tuned till next time. And we're going to get you on a ride. We're going to get you on a ride soon, right? Yeah. All right. Cool. I want to be on a ride. All right, ride. cool. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Cool.